Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy Molitor. And as is our new Wednesday tradition, it's time to bear down with Chris Felica. How are you doing today, Mr. Felica? Um, I, I've been better. I just want to give the ceremonial goodbye to all of these all of the uh the 49ers and Chiefs to, to 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 win the Super Bowl all these wonderful wagers. There they are. They 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 they're as good as that right now. Yeah, to have um to have those go down, to have my Chiefs versus Rams and Niners Super Bowl matchups go down. Uh it was a rough Sunday for me. Uh it was I was I I had made the violation of like the number one rule I guess is I actually had just counted on the uh the two the Super Bowl props actually just hit in the account and then uh Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid had some some other ideas right before the half there. But hey, we're we 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 got over it. It's a new it's a new week and uh we'll have some fun with the actual Super Bowl now itself. It was a rough yeah, second a half for sure. I mean the Chiefs only half. get three points. Ugh. I didn't even really have liability on the Chiefs and it was just a painful second half to watch like uh, you know it would have been fun if for anyone who was a Bengals backer Bengals better fan all that but like just from a game standpoint it's like this is a this is a high mm-hmm. highly tuned automobile that's just putting around right now and uh, yeah I think they only scored three in the second it was ugly yep. ugly second half and I mean kudos to the Cincinnati defense for stepping up I guess but it was a, a little bit of defense a little bit of the the uh, Chiefs deciding to play a little conservative. Mahomes feeling himself on that that pick that hit the lineman. I mean, just just a, a series of uh, bad events. Yeah, I, I almost have a badge of honor. Like before the year, I played a whole bunch of make miss playoff props, and I think I played eleven of them, and I went nine and two. One of two the two losses were. The Steelers, who should have never been in the playoffs, that was a ridiculous fluke of happening. And then I, I and then I laid a nice big number with the Cincinnati Bengals to miss the playoffs. So and here they are in the Super Bowl. So I'm almost proud. You almost have to try really hard to land on a team to to lay five dollars to miss the playoffs, and here they are in the Super Bowl now. So so I feel kind of good about myself. At least when, when you're wrong, you just want to be really wrong. Yeah, producer Dan made a super cut of. Uh from our football show of uh, our preseason preview on the Bengals, just a super cut of all us, all us saying terrible things about the Bengals. I said, there's a clip of me just saying they drafted a kicker for Christ's sakes. (laughs) And of course, like he's, he's on his way to like a a Justin Tucker like career so far, but yeah, we, 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 we move on. I'm, I'm excited for the game. I'm not excited for the pro bowl or anything else. I'm excited for the props to start dropping heavily now. And I mean, it, have you made anything on the on the side or total, or is it mostly going to be props and player props and things for you? I'm, 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 it's probably going to be mostly props. Uh, I'm going to wait for the side. I think the way I'm leaning towards playing it right now is just waiting for the money line to see how far down it will come. Because as you guys know, in these types of games, what you mostly get is like a, a lot of underdog money line bets, which will bring the price down on the Rams. Uh, money line, so I mean, they four, four and a half. So I'll wait and see what happens with the with the money line in the game, and uh, as I get closer, maybe maybe my like my only play on the side in the game will be a a Rams uh, muted money line play. So, but the the one prop that I did like right now, and I saw the number of sixty four and a half. 
uh, with Joe Mixon's rush yards under. Uh, I think that might come down a little bit. Maybe there's a better number out there. I just haven't uh, seen it. But if you, if you look over the last eight games for the Bengals, you include the playoffs, it's kind of been where they've really turned into more of a passing team. And in six of those eight games, Mixon has gone under 64 and a half yards. The two games that he didn't, he went over by a half a yard uh, against the Ravens, I think it was, uh, near the end of the year. And they went over over last week when he needed that long overtime run uh, to get over the, uh, the 64 and a half. So, uh, and you got a good Rams rush defense as well. The way the game may play out uh, in the trenches, I don't think it's going to be very conducive to, to either A, if the Bengals offensive line gets uh, completely mismatched uh, up, up front, or if maybe they're chasing points that will reduce the run. So I thought mixing under 64 and a half rush yards was uh, a, a prop to get on before it comes down a little bit more. In general, are you kind of down on the Bengals or you just think it's kind of a passing game either way for them? Uh, a little bit of both, but but again, they kind of have this like voodoo go- voodoo doll going. Like uh, <laughs> you you won a game last week, you really shouldn't have won. You got the the, the Chiefs to kind of peel over themselves, for lack of a better word. Um, and the week before, you won a game where uh, the Titans, who they they had a little voodoo doll going there with Tannehill and turning the ball over and uh, the, the play calling in that game, and then and, and then they won a game where we, despite stalling in the red zone a whole bunch of times. So. Uh, they're winning more power to them, but uh, uh, eventually you got to you got to wonder how how that offensive line will 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 fare in a in a game like this. I mean, we 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 brought up instances in the past, like oh they're here, and we anything can happen now. And then look look at last year in the uh, in the Super Bowl, like leading up to the game, we we talked about like the only thing that could really derail the Bengals is the Chiefs offensive line and their offensive line was terrible. They couldn't block and and even Patrick Mahomes couldn't lead uh, the, the Chiefs to a win in a game like that. So maybe will the same thing happen again this year with, with, with a bad offensive line going against a, a superior front. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I, look, it may as well go down with the ship, right? I, I, I was anti-Bengal <laughs> at the start of the year, and I we, we was anti in the uh, last week as well in terms of the money line. So uh, may as well take one more swing, right? I, I like it, too, with the game states. Like, just <clears throat> more often than not, the Rams are leading this game, and the Bengals will have to rely on the passing game. And even against a worser front last week, uh, it's a it's a better, like you said, it's a better rush defense this week. Or uh, if you want to go back to the, the, the Kansas City game, there were a lot of first-down runs that didn't go for anything. Like, the, if there's going to be plenty of that and they're playing from behind, they have to throw. I, I kind of like that one, too. And just unders in general. When you get so many, like, this is a week where more of the public is going to be on player props than ever before, and overs are overs are likely not going to have a lot of value just based on, not only that, the total's coming down. The market in general thinks offense and scoring will be at a premium. So I like it's that. So, it's so uh, funny like you just mentioned the total. It's so funny you just mentioned the total because I actually had under 55 in that game uh, last week, and here I was before the half when, when they got held out of the end zone. I'm like, oh, yes, great, going to be whatever it was, 21-10 or whatever at half. Okay, it really would have been brutal because they score there. Then they score to start the second half and the game's going to go flying over. And little did I know at the time that I was uh, uh, going to come back and re- regret and forget, forget that. Uh, said, hey, we, we, we've killed the Chiefs, but please allow me to uh, not 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 keep uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, immune to this discussion too. Like, what a debacle. I mean, as bad of a game as Sean McVay coached with the idiotic challenges 
between between Shanahan uh, not going for for it on fourth and two, the timeout debacle at the at the end of the game, uh, Debo Samuel not touching the ball in the final twelve minutes of the game, Kittle having two catches, like McVeigh challenged and you got an extra two two and a half three minutes or whatever it was on fourth and two from the 45 yard line to draw up your best play what's my best two-point conversion play for either Kittle or Samuel or whatever it is and you still punt like I yeah. felt bad for Tart because he's getting killed because he dropped the arm punt interception but stuff like that happens in games but but for for Shanahan to completely butcher that, and uh, if you go for it and you don't get it, fine, you give him the ball there. But you, if you go for it there, you, you're probably going to be in field goal range at the, at the very least, and that completely changes the complexion of the game. And it, hey, look, it's not like the Rams didn't have a a 97 yard touchdown drive or whatever it was earlier in the game. So pumping the ball really did you no good. And as you saw, a couple plays later, they were already past midfield. So I just had to get one last. Kyle Shanahan rant off my chest and, and okay. let it fall out now I can officially move on. I full, full agree on that. Like that challenge, it wasn't just like Rams betters that I knew weren't just mad that it was a horrible challenge. Like you said, it's like you're giving him enough time to realize he's screwing this up. Like he's going to sit there and finally realize like, oh, we should just go for this and end the game. Like we, we can just win the game if we get this fourth down. Like that's it. And the punting gains us how many yards? Maybe if this goes in the end zone, it's like a net twenty yard punt anyway. So hell with it. Let's just do this. And they they never did. It's uh, a lot a lot of what ifs in the NFL playoffs. But that one will probably haunt Shanahan, who has plenty of skeletons in his closet in that <laughs> that regard already during his career. Yeah, gonna adding be, to that. Be a bigger walk in real soon. Um, <laughs> speaking of Los Angeles, as we are heading there for the Super Bowl. We've had some news in college this week. A lot of a lot of transfer portal shit that I just can't keep up with. Yeah. Like that's me neither. I even if it was my full time job, I think I'd struggle to keep up with all the transfer portal stuff. But the big one this week was Caleb Williams heading out. He's a Trojan. USC is building something, but are they building something this year? And uh, you kind of want to talk about some of these odds. You think they're taking too big, too big of a swing after the, uh, you know, the Lincoln Riley, the Caleb Williams stuff? Yeah, I, I think for 2022 they certainly are. And I'm someone that made a Caleb Williams Heisman bet at like 65 to one uh, right after that Texas game, and no, assuming that he was going to take the job. And I thought, I thought, why not at that time? Uh, you, you, there were I mean, Bryce Young was favored, and he did wind up winning, but. It wasn't certainly a lock, and he wound up losing a game. Um, but you look later later in the year, Williams wound up struggling on that stretch against Iowa State, against Oklahoma State, um, and, and there was one other game in there too, that uh, Baylor. So like whether it was an experience or whether defense is caught on, who knows. But, yeah, hey, look, it's great. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Travis Dye. But I mean, what are you going to do about the defense? I mean, this is a team – that was outside the top hundred last year, uh, defensively in, in terms of points allowed per drive. I, like, I'd love to find out from either Mel Kiper or Todd McShay or some one of the draft. Like, how many like draftable guys does SC have on the on the two deep right? And, like, their best player was Drake London, and, and he's gone. Uh, I think this is a team that was four and eight. It's not like they were close last year. They were four and eight, and, and you lose your best offensive player. Yeah, you got Riley coming in, but 
Defensively, they're going to need, need to be a lot better. Yeah, the recruiting is going to pick up now, but this is like a, a 2023, 2024 type deal. I get the excitement. I get people want to have um, uh, SC and the Pac-12 back in it, but UCLA is not going anywhere with Chip Kelly with the guys they have coming back. Arizona State isn't going anywhere with, with the way they've recruited and the guys they've got coming back. Oregon State is better. Uh, Notre Dame is still going to be a good team in Marcus Freeman's first year. Like like nine and three would be a great year for Lincoln Riley and, and, and SC this year. And I think uh, probably the way to play this, I would assume their win total is going to come out probably eight and a half. I, I'd wait and see if it, the public bets it up to, to nine and then you can come in under nine. If they go 10 and two and beat me, great. Uh, have fun. Good luck with that. But uh, I, I think SC will be a uh, an overvalued fade team, certainly earlier in the year at least. That is the nice part about sports betting. This is a great opportunity. USC in general is a program that takes a lot of money. Their odds are always a little bit inflated. Now, like you said, we got Lincoln Riley. we got the big quarterback now. I, I'm, I think you're right. You look at that regular win season total, and you just wait because it'll just keep ticking up and ticking up. And once it gets to nine, I wonder if it even gets to nine and a half. That's that's a good point. It could. It, I mean, it, it, and, and sorry, Dan, well, producer Dan, cover your ears, but if you've if you just bet – Texas and USC uh, win totals under for the last 10 years. Um, you, you're, you've got a pretty nice uh, nest egg right now because those teams are uh, tr- uh, overvalued seemingly every year in the public just, and, and Miami too for that. I, I can I can punch myself in the face and, 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 and that can be the butt of the joke as well. But yeah, USC, Miami, and Texas unders, uh, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good living right there if you've done that. Yeah, public teams like that. And like you said, that we, we – you know, we kind of dog on the Pac-12 sometimes, but there's some good teams out there. And like mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels is back, and you, you know, like you said, UCLA, and you know, maybe a little love for the Oregon teams. It's it's not and, and Christ Utah. Like, I was just gonna say, I yeah, and Utah. Utah like too. I didn't even We're throw Utah around by them again too. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a, uh, some oh just recruiting's all better now so we're going to win eleven games suddenly like like you said it's probably a two year thing and it'll be something I'll probably start looking at in the markets whenever somebody's odds drop precipitously like this for Heisman usually find some value in somebody else so I'm going to uh, take a look at that probably I think I got time Heisman markets will be open yeah. for a while. Don't have as much time for this. It's not a Wednesday start this week, which I kind of woke up wishing I had golf today. But <laughs> How great was again, that last week? Yeah, the, the theme here is definitely California. It's where uh, the Monterey Peninsula there and Pebble Beach. Well, Pebble Beach slash Spyglass slash Monterey. It's another goofy using three different courses. But uh, you, had some, uh, you had some action here in this one too. Yeah, but speaking of like not as, as much time, uh, I, I, I forgot about – uh, the very big event, the the AFCON semifinals being taking place today. And before I get yeah. to the golf picks, I just wanted to squeeze in. Yeah, I'm gonna. I played um, uh, Burkina Faso and Senegal draw at plus one ninety. Uh, every single match Burkina, Burkina Faso has played in this this tournament uh, has been either a draw or a one goal game. So it's probably not going to get away from them. It's just the way they play, and especially against Senegal too. If you look at the last. 11 matches that these two nations have played, seven of them have been a draw. And I, and I think with so much at stake, so much on the line, we've seen a good number of these knockout round games already uh, go to go to extra time and, and eventually on to kicks that I, that I think uh, a team in Senegal, which really has had trouble scoring despite the, president's, uh, the, pres- the presence of uh, Sadio Mane, 
Uh, I think draw is probably a good player because you're really never going to be – I'd be surprised if a team took a, multi, a multi-goal lead here. So uh, uh, Senegal, Burkina Faso, draw plus 190 was the number that I got uh, this afternoon. I think it starts at 2 o'clock Eastern. But uh, for, for the golf, I mean, it's a weird event because it's the Pro-Am. You've got only 10 of the top 50 players in the, in the, uh, in the world here because you've got the, the Saudi event as well. Uh, so when you've got a field like this, I mean, the, the two ways to play it are either A, just go heavy at the top with the best guys, or B, kind of throw a couple of darts and see if you can get a couple of long shots. And so I'm going to give you uh, a one guy in each category to win. Uh, Patrick Cantley is the obvious uh, name along with Daniel Berger. Berger, I will play top 10 uh, just as defending champ and the way he has uh, started the year, a couple of top 10s in uh, his other two appearances, despite last year, that one off to a great start. So Berger, even money top 10, seems like a pretty safe bet. And, and normally I wouldn't lay these big prices to make the cut, but I'd probably look for a make-miss with Cantley and Berger. And you'll probably have to swallow a little bit and hold your breath. And, and But uh, I would play them both to make the cut and just kind of take your chances. But Cantley, a plus 650 to win, uh, minus 110, top 10, somewhere around there. Um, finish can't leave the three back. I think it was a burger last year, a couple of top tens to start the year. I mean, I'd be surprised if he did not factor in come Sunday. Um, Maverick McNeely is someone who's getting a lot of run this week, kind of blew up late last week. But again, Stanford guy loves it here, basically grew up on the course, uh, a couple of top fives in this event. Uh, as well, he's plus 250 to finish in the top 10, so I'd probably go there as opposed to just a, a win a win bet because I think, they think that win prices come down quite a bit. Kevin Streelman is someone who hasn't played well lately, but he's got six straight top 20s on this course. Um, like I said, he hasn't had a top 20, I think, since August, but maybe the return here, it, I think he's like pl- close to two to one to finish in the top 20 and like three and a half to one to finish in the top 10. And then the other guy I'm going to take a chance on to win on the other extreme of Cantley is Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, he's around 50 or 60 to one to win, and he's uh, four to one to finish in the top 10. Um, the course really doesn't affect guys who can't hit it long. Uh, and obviously Hughes is not one of the longer hitters on tour, but he'll find fairways. Uh, he's in the top 20 in strokes gain total, strokes gain putting, strokes gained around the green. So like, his complete game outside of the, the distance should put him in the mix here. A um, couple of top fives in the fall and winter, right in that wraparound type season. A uh, couple of missed cuts here his last re- uh, recent appearances, but he does have a top 10 prior to that. So it wouldn't surprise me if his game kind of shows up this week after a, a year or two off from being at Pebble. His game is ranking is higher. Uh, than it's ever been. So I think the fact that his game is in a better position now than, than what it was earlier in his career when he was missing cuts here, I, I think he's someone to take a look at to finish uh, in, in the top 10 or potentially win at a, uh, a longish type price. I get down with that. Especially I like the Streelman one a lot. He's kind of said it, he said it exactly right. He's not playing well, but Pebble Beach is like his slump buster. 
just loves this course. He plays well there all the time. He gets two rounds on it. I think he has a definite shot to play well. I'll be using him in some DFS. And, yeah, I like all that, especially the Mackenzie Hughes shot there. Another guy that I've played a little here and there, but that's a decent-sized number, especially with Zal's out with COVID. And we'll see, you know, it might just be a runaway with, like, Berger or Cantley. Cantley's playing almost maybe as good as anyone right now. It's, he's, it's hard to put people in the same level as John Rahm, but – Cantley is damn close, and uh, it might just be a, a boring Sunday, which is fine. I'll get some chores done, and we'll just bet again <laughs> next week. Yeah, it, it feels like uh, remember, like for a couple of years, it, like we were we were waiting on Rom to break through and win a major. Like it feels like Cantley is that next guy who's going to be yeah. one of the, the younger guns to kind of come through and, and win a major. Remember, he led uh, after what the 16th hole or on the 16th hole on Sunday at the Masters uh, the year. Was it the year Tiger won or the year before? I can't remember, but uh, he put to, put together a great weekend. So he's someone at, at Augusta that I would certainly think, or even maybe one of the other majors this year. You got what? You got what? Uh, St. Andrews. You got uh, Tulsa. You got Southern Hills. And uh, yeah. and where's the U.S. Open this year? I can't think of it right now. I just have Tory in my head because I'm looking at the Tory hat. That's okay. So but by the way, here. before before we go. Uh, I, I just need to give you give you a tip of the cap on a, a tweet you had earlier. I think I, mean, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, but you had a, a solid tweet about a unnecessary stress, and it caused me to to, to laugh out loud. So that was uh, well done. Something about unnecessary stress, like right around Christmas break or so. So that was that was well that was well done. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, you don't you don't need those kind of sweats in your life. No. I, we have enough of that gambling every day of the life. <laughs> And now Dan, you've got Dan playing uh, Senegal to win an extra time plus eight fifty, which yeah, good. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even talk about Ooh. the Burkina Faso pick. Like it just it makes me think of like the Euros. Like in knockout rounds, if things are tied up late, you get to that seventieth minute, shit gets cagey. Nobody wants to make that mistake that costs them their team late. All of a sudden, counterattacks aren't as fast. All of a sudden, you know, we're a little more back passing. Things slow down a little. Like, if you can get a draw into the 70th minute, you can feel pretty good about yourself. So, I like that look a little bit too. And uh, yeah, appreciate all the f- a bunch of different sports today. Thank you again for joining mm-hmm. us. And yeah, we'll uh, wish you luck at Pebble Beach and with any Super Bowl props you place. And uh, we'll catch you again next week, Bear. Absolutely. Hope you guys have a, a great rest of your week. Always, always fun talking to uh to each of you again and and yeah now dan tur- dan turned me on to uh just taking senegal to win and, and w- win an extra time that's a uh it's a good way to go because you would think with the extra 30 minutes they might and they probably and they have the better uh the better attackers better for, uh, for picks as well with money so i'm gonna have to uh hop on right after we're done here perfect so like all right that. thanks bear we'll see you next week see you guys I like that. I'm going to find that while you guys were talking. I bet under one goal of it. I think it was like plus 260 <laughs> I, or something. I like betting some of these zero zeros. Like whenever I bet an under in the euros, I'd also kind of just bet a little bit on zero zero because I love that shit. And it's fun to cheer for. It really does get the blood pumping every time there's an attack because it's it could be ruined pretty quickly. But uh, yeah, zero zero, I think it was plus out? 400. Under one was like, it looks like it's actually plus 290 I got on that. So I get the push if they sneak one at the end there. I'm down. So close her <laughs> out with some B-ball. You got a couple looks tonight. Uh, your over was disgusting. Like I, there was a few games <laughs> that were in like the 240s last night. That was a pretty easy sledding. I think we went 
three and two combined. So winning night on the court for us. Um, hopefully again tonight. What do you got? Nine games, pretty big slate, but just two stick out to me. The Cleveland Cavaliers, and this one, let me just double-check where this is. I was able to grab this at four earlier. It's ticked out to five. Five still looks okay to me. They're playing the Rockets, and I know Darius Garland is out, but, like, it's the Rockets. And I know that they're in Houston, and that can be a bad travel spot for certain teams, but this is kind of a younger team. They should still be focused on basketball as opposed to maybe – some of the other things a young man with a lot of money might want to do in the city of Houston. This is just looks like a great spot for the Cavs. I have them eight, almost nine point favorites here. So five looks fine to me. Cavs minus five or less. Grizzlies Knicks over. Again, Grizzlies overs have been really great. It's maybe a little bit of a down travel spot for them. The Knicks at home, although they do play a little bit of a slower pace when, when they're trying to control these games, their offense is getting so much better. And the Grizzlies defense, again, has been a little suspect despite how good Jaron Jackson Jr. has been and how good he's doing from the defensive player of the year standpoint. But um I just this I have this at well over 220, closer to 221, almost 222. So I think 217 or lower. We'll grab the over here in the Grizzlies next game. Bowdy. I put in six plays, two and one yesterday. Tulsa kind of let me down in the second half. UC Davis never let up. They were a five-point dog that was out to a 10-point lead like that. Never, never relinquished it. Beautiful look there. I think my total, I didn't really pay attention. But I feel like it was tied late, and I had an under, and someone – it didn't go to overtime. It looked like it stayed under by about seven, eight points. So overtime would have been disastrous for the day. But two and one yesterday, not a lot to say about these other than my numbers like them, and the market hasn't bucked me too hard on any of them prior to betting them or afterwards. So Dayton over 121, Rhode Island over 126.5, Lamar under 146 for my totals. And then Drake, the favorites, no dogs today. This is a this is a very unprecedented day. I will bet favorites, but three in the same day feels a little weird. Uh, starting with, I'm going to start at the bottom. USC Upstate is someone I've bet a bunch, but it's it's not like the the market has not adjusted enough. Like I get that they're a road favorite and they were kind of a bad team. Thought to start the year with some you you know some nice wins but i still make this a bigger favorite so usc upstate minus two the campbell camels minus 2.5 is another one i like and drake minus four and a half which is the one that scares me the most nothing on the missouri florida game but if somebody has some some action in that one we have a 2 p.m central time college basketball game that you could certainly parlay with your afcon plays if you were that sort of degenerate that needed some Real blood rush to the head uh, this afternoon. And with that, let's call it a Wednesday, huh? Yeah, just in case you're not betting the cynical game that you know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> we got an SEC makeup game here between Florida and Mizzou. Three I Eastern. I can watch this. Oh, the AFCON? For sure. Yeah. So I'll find it. All right. Give we'll us a thumbs up if you're betting anything today. <laughs> Hope you win everything, unless you're against me, and we'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs>